Welcome to the worst week yet, the least informed podcast on the left. Uh, this is what it would sound like if you could just doom scroll with your ears. I am Andrew Hillary. I'm the captain of this ship. This is episode one. This yes. is episode one. Clearly not ready for it, but it's happening, baby. It's happening. Uh, I would like to introduce my guests for this episode, this inaugural episode. Joining me in person, in studio, is none other than Maria Guido. How you doing today, Maria? I am doing great, dude. Chilling. Okay. It's a Sunday. Uh, you know. Maria made me tiny little pancakes when I got here. They were delightful. I I did. I was going to make a bigger breakfast, but, you know, I got high, so I forgot. That song, that Because I Got High song, turns out that shit was true. It, yeah, dude, everything <laughs> in my life. I, you know, uh, I forgot to do that. <laughs> and uh, joining us through the marvel of technology is my Twitter comrade friend, uh, Carlos. Carlos, what's your last name? Or do you want to give it? Mencia. That's fine. <laughs> no, please, please, no. I'm kidding. I'm too much of a Joe Rogan fan. Um, yeah. for, 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 oh, no, Dude, so. this, this podcast is already canceled. Thanks yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my last name is Munkus. M-O-N-K-U-S. There's a hunkus a Munkus. Yeah. Thanks, Boom. Guys. That's just, uh, that doesn't make any sense. What did I just say? <laughs> Monkus, more like honkus. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> we have air horn buttons, but we don't always use them. Sometimes we do them with our mouths. Yeah. Uh, so welcome, guys. Thank you for being with me on uh, this inaugural episode, this uh, pre-election episode. This is coming out Monday the 2nd, um, the day before, you know, Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be a good week, but you know, this is a podcast about the worst week yet, the worst week of all time, uh, which was so far, um, just whatever the most recent week was. So let's, let's go ahead and talk about what's been happening this last week. I think it's important that we lead with the absolute biggest story to come out last week. And that is of course the Rob Kardashian hologram, uh, dude. Okay, as somebody who became an orphan at 35, right? Uh, okay. Right? <laughs> like, I, listen, I know I am the war. I am so morbid when it comes to my parents' deaths. Love them though. I mean, they're the best. You see, we're at my house, and there's mm -hmm. pictures or of the Mister and you know my my parents. But anyways, as somebody who became an orphan at 35, if anybody in my family, my friends, did. That hologram, like, made my parents into a hologram. I would be so fucking pissed, dude. I would beat the shit out of everyone. I would make what? a huge fifi for sure. Are you yeah. serious? We we are two very different people. Wait, I would be. You so want the hologram, dude? What? If I got to see, if I got to see my dad, like, as if he were fucking Obi Wan Kenobi being shot out of R two, dude, I would be so about okay, that. But it would be different. Can you like do shit with the holograms? Because like, if you can like get high with the holograms, then that would be fucking sweet. Because one, guess what, Linda? I found your stash when we were cleaning out your stuff, and I still have it. Uh, and two, yeah, if you could do stuff with the holograms, like that would be cool. But like, it would be really weird if he. Hold on. So, so your parents or somebody doesn't have like a saying or like a thing that they did that you wouldn't want to be able to routinely bring that up as a party trick. 
Like, wait, oh, dude, if you, like, if you my haunted dad, me. Yeah. My dad's not dead, but if I got a hologram, if he did pass away and I got a hologram of him, he would just do the thing where he pulls his thumb off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It fucking works every time. Still gets me. I'm 33 years old. I'm like, dad, oh, what shit. the fuck? Where, where'd your thumb go, man? <laughs> fuck. But I, I don't know. It's like, one, rich people, they have not, like, they spend their money on this stuff. Uh... And I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe it would be cool if like you could, if you would like use the hologram to like haunt people or something. Like, could you imagine like, <laughs> like Wait, yeah. or like your friends having a party and you just like randomly made a hologram, like, you know, I don't know, big L and he like walks in like, and he's like, yo, like, you know, like you, if you could That'd do it to like fucking terrifying, well, dude, if you had a hologram of big L, yeah. I am out. Really yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to that house for, for trick or treating, not bringing my child there. <laughs> yeah. But wouldn't you want to like hang out with big L and like be in a cypher or whatever? Only, only if I was convinced a hundred percent facts, he did not have a gun on him. <laughs> hologram that is, gun? that oh, man yeah. is a predator. <laughs> L, dude, he was the shit. No, he was about that life, though. Oh yeah, he was about that life. Listen, Big L's the shit. But I'm like, still not. You... I'm still not over the hologram gun still being a threat somehow. Like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. that hologram's got a gun. <laughs> yeah, like, oh fuck, man. But Sorry, I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if you could bring back like dead '90s rappers as holograms, I think that that would be cool, kind of. But I don't. I don't know, man. What about a hologram Easy E that could still get you infected? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Dude, man. Hologram what? HIV? HHIV? Yeah. Yeah, that shit's dangerous. You don't want to fuck would, with that. Yeah, dude. See, now we're getting into, like, this ridiculous, like, holograms, <laughs> guns, and aid hologram. It would have been funny, though, like, if you could have done, like, brought back Johnny Cochran and did the whole OJ trial. Like, while you had brought Yo, let's redo this shit. Yeah, that actually, you know what? Imagine like, you know, years later into the future, the Oculus is like, you know, 2070 Oculus, right? You could actually pay to go back in time and see a movie, but like in virtual reality, and you just get to experience the OJ trial. Yeah, you go back. That. You go back to the 90s from the 2070s, and you're like, wow, look, all these people could breathe the air. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why is everybody's clothes so bright? Yeah. Yeah. They live in a world with color. Oh, my goodness. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I think, I mean, this technology is like the whole hologram thing. It's weird to me. I've never like seen one and been like, oh, that's a great idea. Like most of the time it's just a money grab. Or I guess in this case, it's like, you know, just a thing to do if you have a bunch of money. But like yeah. if liberals were smart. They would have just made a Ruth Bader Ginsburg hologram and just not told anybody she died. Like, honestly, yeah. you could Ooh. probably keep that secret for Trump, five weeks. I don't think Trump would have known at all. I really because don't think Trump would have known because think about it. He is high out of his mind. <laughs> uh, and we could talk about that later. But she she was working from home, wasn't she? Like the Supreme Court wasn't meeting in person. She was working from home. Just don't tell anybody she died, you idiots. Like, Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I, I mean, but no, when going back to the... the technology shit a lot of that too it scares me because it reminds me it's like really it's like some black mirror shit right oh yeah like it's mm -hmm. really some black mirror shit and it's weird i mean i guess is a therapist who like works with like gr you know people that experience grief and loss which everybody does it's like the human experience i, I don't know what would that do for people you know what i mean like i 
I feel like I if if I was presented with an actual hologram of my dead mom, I think I would just be like that would be like really triggering. Like that would like freak me out to like a point of being uncomfortable as shit. Especially if she was like, they made my hologram mom talk about my farts. Like what the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that was the other thing was it was just really fucking weird. Like way too personal. Like And uh, that fam- Like I would like a hologram of my mom calling Donald Trump an asshole cuz like she never got to talk or Ho- Hillary Clinton. My mom hated Hillary Clinton so much. <laughs> And like she died in 2013, so she didn't have, like she wasn't around for the 2016 election. But oh my god, I would have loved to hear my mom tell me how she was going to move to Canada if either tr- uh, Trump or Hillary won. Like I know she would have said it. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I would have liked to talk to my parents about like the the election and shit. So I don't know. Hey, but Kim and Kanye, th- that is just a very interesting family. I mean, because it's almost like. With Kanye and his mental illness stuff, and and I do, you know, I obviously like he's a sick, you know, he he obviously has some type of bipolar disorder. There's obviously like significant trauma, whatever. But like, Does it's he? Like, <laughs> with, like, yeah, right. But but show like, me, show me some evidence on that one. Excuse me. <laughs> but like, with Kanye, I object. Right, but with, like with Kanye, it's like what came first, and, and the Kardashians. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Definitely Kanye. Well, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, did he? He was always like weird, right, and just kind of like very narcissistic. But did the Kardashians make him crazier? Because mm, there definitely. is, yeah, that's like, not a question. That's not up for debate. Yeah, like there, that family is just. There's something. I almost feel like it's like a government created. That's my QAnon. That's another so QAnon. Yeah. Real quick, who is who's the mom? What's her name? Chris Kardashian. Yeah. So how? Let's talk about the bomb pussy this woman must have. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yo. Look at her ex husbands. Yeah, I both, mean, both stu- like specimens of human beings. Oh yeah, and she, I think, is banging a hot dude right now. I mean, she is. Uh, she was also friends with OJ too. I mean, yeah. who was it in the nineties? <laughs> Carlos, you're a little younger than us. We all used to kick it with OJ. Yeah. Oh yeah, listen, <laughs> he's the juice man. He's got. You got it. I listen. I'm a. We're. I mean, we're gonna get canceled after this episode. Anyways, <laughs> canceled but on episode like, one. I I follow OJ on Twitter, and he is a delight. Sometimes, I mean, Fuck. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're just a really weird family. Yeah, I think that Chris got some, you know, wop. She's got obviously what ass pussy, from what Carlos is saying. Uh, she's got something going on down there. Something. I mean, and look. Those- I mean, or maybe she like gives you the kind of head that just makes you like get out of the bed looking like a slug. Like something's going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, like she's like Corinne Superhead Stephens. <laughs> yeah. Like she just sucks the life out of you, dude. And then it's just like, but I mean, yes, like the kids. Take all of my worldly possessions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the kids, you know, look, they're a good looking family, but. They're ugly with with everything else that they do. You know what I mean? Like, you, and that's the whole thing. That's why I say that like everybody on the left is hot and nobody so, else is because you can make yourself look like fucking Kim Kardashian or whatever, but mm-hmm. she's also an idiot. So do you really want to? You know? Yeah. So just a very quick story about Kim Kardashian is whenever I I used to be in the military and whenever I was deployed, we watched a lot of keeping up with Kardashians because funny. And there's this moment (laughs) 
that Chloe loses a diamond ring like in the ocean on a oh, jet yeah. ski. Wait, I think Dude, that was Canva. That shit is like my favorite piece of media ever made by Americans. Uh, what percentage of the vote do you think Kanye is going to get, honestly? Uh, I mean, I think he's going to get at least like, I think he's going to get at least six figures of votes. Um, couple hundred thousand okay yeah but i'm honestly interested in how many votes joe exotic's gonna get because oh. you know some Ooh. dumb motherfuckers are gonna be writing him in maybe mm. maybe like i would i'd give it like that like maybe like four figures i, I four one of my favorite things on twitter this week was you uh one of you two or maybe both of you tweeted about uh <laughs> like a like a uh billboard within your city or something that was like advertising like asking for trump to pardon joe exotic what Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in Pennsylvania, dude. Somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. in Pennsylvania, like, there was, like, a big-ass truck. He would do it, too. Like, yeah. he would. And, and that, it, that here's the thing. If Trump goes out, you know. If he prosecutes Carol Baskin, he'll win. Can, oh, can, yeah. I please, can I please propose to you guys what I'm hoping this turns out to be yes. after I read that tweet? I'm hoping that this ends exactly how uh, President Obama handled Chelsea Manning whenever he exited. So he was just kind of like, oh, shit, I got 20 days left as president. Here's kind of like a little slight progressive drop. I'm going <laughs> to not pardon, but just release Chelsea Manning, right? And everybody was like, oh, fuck. Joe you know? Exotic is bad. Yeah. So this is, this is Donald Trump's version. <laughs> is releasing Joe Exotic. Yeah, dude, he's going to do it. Joe Exotic is the Chelsea Manning we all deserve. Yeah. Um, well, guys, you know, the, the, the hologram was a big, the biggest story of the week, but there are also a couple other things that happened. I'm sure you're aware. Uh, notably, Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed to the Supreme Court on Hillary Clinton's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Which Hell one yeah. hilarious to <laughs> hilarious. Dude, like, I made a joke on Twitter that I am going to hell for, uh, which is fucked up because up until I made that joke, didn't even know hell was real. This is how I found out. Uh, but yeah, I made the joke because uh, there was like this tweet from congressional Republicans that said, Amy Coney Barrett confirmed to the Supreme Court today. Happy birthday, Hillary. And I was like, oh fuck! And I, yeah. I retweeted it and said, "This tweet is more ruthless than the Supreme Court." Oh, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, that's a good one." I, uh, I got like two likes. This is. Oh, I don't know if you guys know this. Most of what I do on podcast is just say my tweets out loud and complain about how few of likes they got. Is that appropriate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we've got or we come up with the best tweets we possibly can <laughs> with each other's company, and then get stoned and forget them. Mm -hmm. uh, yep, dude. Every <laughs> a, a lot of shit that I tweet is just my stoned thoughts. Honestly, I mean because I, I don't know. But but back to Amy Coney Barrett. I, I'm sorry. Like I so I hate everything that she stands for. Mm -hmm. But I am Earth. going to give her this. She is a milf. Okay. Amen. She is a milf. She's got a nice ass. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. listen, mm -hmm. if we're gonna like just be assholes in this country and you know make politicians celebrities or whatever, we should just start putting people on the Supreme Court for physical attributes that we like. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I wish I would have taken off this hoodie before we started this podcast. <laughs> you got that whap? Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. Like, I know like a bit about Amy Coney Barrett, but like, it, if I were to were to assume, I think that she would be 
her opinion would be that you're supposed to treat women like they only matter for their physical attributes. Like, oh, yeah. She's like, a definite fucking I'm pretty idiot. sure she's pro-patriarchy, right? Oh, like, oh, she yeah. has to be. Well, right. And so, she's yeah. like a hardcore Catholic, We too. objectify a queen, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. We stand a, a queen. queen. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, she is a pog, dude. She... The, the, for sure. I've actually been wanting to ask you this question all week. Um mm-hmm. Is she thick with two or three C's? I need to know. <laughs> three K's. I, I, you know what? <laughs> she's say, actually four K, bro. No, I'd say she's two because she's like white. She's like, you know what white girl thick is. Okay. Because like, you know, and I say white girl thick in a sense because, you know, like she's skinny, right? She's like slim thick because there's Heard. like white girls that like think they're thick, but that's not thick. You know what mm. I mean? Like, so... It's I'm learning weird. so much. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just weird, but I would give her two C's. I mean, her ass is that dress. She shouldn't have wore panties because you could see her outline. And I think if you wear a dress like a long enough like that, like you should go commando. Um, that's just my fashion opinion. You know, I've never like, actually seen like a body shot of Amy Coney Barrett. Here's like, the only yeah. reason that I saw it because Cole James Cash fucking took like zoomed in on her ass okay <laughs> and put it up like and i was like oh shit son She's i don't remember where i saw it but i i do know it's large i did find out year like uh, two two years ago that pelosi has some big old things oh and geez it's yeah it's 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 for real man she's got dago hips <laughs> so she's got no I mean, like up top, man. That, that oh, balcony really? is large. Uh, yeah, look well, it up. Jo- I mean, Joey Coco Diaz, let me know. I mean, she's you know, <laughs> she's got some some shirt stretchers, is what you're saying. Some shirt, yeah. shirt stretchers. Shirt stretcher. Okay, yeah. we should. It's the great thing to come on a podcast and try and say words that just crash into each other in your mouth. Always, always perfect content. Yeah. Shirt stretchers. She's, <laughs> but she's got she's uh, Pelosi, and I hate to call her an Italian because then I, I just have to reference her to my people. But uh, she she's got Italian hips, which mm. is you know. Do you think Nancy Pelosi can cook? I don't know. I mean, she what? <laughs> like I, I feel like no. A lot of Italians can cook, but when you get to a certain level of rich, I feel like you have no skills at that point. Yeah, she reminds me of the mom from Gilmore Girls. So, yeah. <laughs> the that's, mom that's, from that's, Gilmore that's, Girls. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like the grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, the only thing I remember about that show is like it was just a mom and a teen daughter and they always talked. I, yeah, like, that. that <laughs> and the shittiest person was the grandma, so the mom's mother. And uh, I don't know why I had to explain to you how grandmas were. Yeah. But. <laughs> she is so, so she's like a junior, junior. Wait, yeah, no, but the, the reverse of that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like we're uh, back on board. We're back. But anyway, anyway, the mom though to that show was a very rich woman that did not work, and like she always had like a a, a chef like prepare all of her meals and like people pace her day out and do everything for her. And uh, yeah, you're right. At that point of wealth, you do not know how to do anything for right, yourself. Right. And like, that's the thing is like, it's, there's a difference between like me almost catching my house on fire the other day, making breakfast. <laughs> um, cause I'm just, I'm not rich at all. I just, I mean, pa- yeah. I'm a stoner. Yeah. <laughs> Less um, money you have, the more dangerous pancakes become. <laughs> exactly. dude. Uh, but yeah, like Pelosi, I, like 
with rich people, they're always like doing things. And they're like, oh my God, I totally don't know how to do this. And they'll post a video of it. And people are like, that's so funny. No, it's not. They're idiots. I mean, I at least know how to cook a, a, a basic meal. But you're right. Like once you get to that level of wealth, it's like you don't do anything for yourself. You know, it's and it's just weird to me. Like I, I had an economics professor in college explain to me once and it just clicked. He said the the problem with the economy isn't the rich people that drive fancy cars. It's the people that are so rich they don't drive for themselves. I don't think Donald Trump has ever driven a car. I forget. It might have even been in 2016, but he was at some like rally where there was like a. Uh, like a construction truck or something, and they like let him sit in front to like in like cosplay driving a car, and he looked like he had never done it. Before. I was like, "Whoa, dude, that's so weird." Speaking like, of Trump and cars, do you know that he like I guess in Butler, PA, last night he like had a rally, and I guess mm-hmm. his people were like, "Yo, yeah, we'll have shuttles and buses to take <laughs> you guys back," and he just legit left them out in the cold. He was it was third like third time this week he's done that. Yeah, it's he like did a- it in Nebraska on like Tuesday, and then on Thursday he went down to or it might have been Wednesday he went down to. Tampa, Florida. It was the opposite problem. It was so hot out that like people yeah, were overheating. Uh, almost a dozen people overheated, and so there were like fire trucks there that sprayed water on the crowd to cool them down. Fuck so yeah! It's in the middle of him giving his speech, so he starts like accusing the firemen. And is like, wait, are these guys on our side? Like to the crowd, like what are they spraying you guys for? <laughs> Yeah, he's like oh one of God. those. He's like a deadbeat dad that's like, man. Yeah, I'm gonna pick you up from school, son. <laughs> and then he just forgets. And then he's like, uh, maybe next week we'll try. And then he just forgets again. Like, and these people still, you know, and they, and it, it's sad because they're like the kid. You know, you're waiting for. He's so messy. Yeah. He's yeah. so messy. He's so, dude. He is such a messy bitch, and that's what he. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, he needs to <laughs> stick around it. regardless yeah. if you like I just I mean need... it'll honestly it'll be to the benefit of this podcast if he sticks around but uh, <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure next week will also the be Trump the worst week real. yet. I'm sure next week will also be the worst week yet if Joe Biden wins the election, but Oh yeah. But what, you know, what else happened this week? What else happened this week? Oh, like 20 million, 30, 50 billion people got COVID. So that's always good. I think, um, <laughs> yeah. I think that we should just all get COVID. And I think when I say we should, what I mean is we already all did at Halloween parties. I think that like, I think that the either Republican or neoliberal or like, honestly, just like the, 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 the uh, plan that we have as a, as a country is if we just tell people to do whatever they want, then we don't have to give them any more money. So like, that's like the plan is like, just like, let it do what it's going to do because we're not going to give them any more money. Like you can't, you can't let businesses fail. So if you want people to not get infected, but you don't want these businesses open, you have to give them money. So they're like, well, if we just put all these like half-assed arbitrary rules on, um, then we don't have to give them any money. Like that's what it all comes down to. To me, is like they just want us all to get infected so that they can not have to write any more checks. Right. Like I, so, so yeah. honestly, I'm doing my part by going to a party. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah, this is fucking Darwinism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. It's every man for himself. Because think about we could have completely killed this within the first three months if they would have just done in order and said everyone needs to fucking stay home we'll give you guys fucking two thousand dollars a month or whatever 
industries that can stay open, right? Like, so, like, my industry is the health, I guess, healthcare or whatever, because I'm a social worker. So, like, I can do telehealth, right? Like, a lot of my stuff now is telehealth, like, doing shit. I can go to court over telehealth. I can do whatever over telehealth. Like, a lot of shit over telehealth. So, they did do it in certain systems, right? But if they would have done it, if they would have, again, said, just closed everything down, Gave, given people two thousand dollars a month, so they wouldn't have had to, you know, fucking people and like would, suspended rents and shit like that. Right, suspended rents, like all of that like, shit. Yeah, no, we nobody would have lost their business if they didn't have to keep paying their fucking mortgages and rents. Like, you, right. you know, what really didn't make any sense to me too is like, it's not that we're saying, hey, that those months that you didn't pay rent, like you know, you never pay again. Like, no, just simply just extend your fucking mortgage. Yeah. So, oh, you didn't pay it for a year? Okay, well, guess what? Your mortgage now lasts one year longer because you mm-hmm. didn't pay for a year. Right. Boom. And it's both parties. <laughs> it's both fucking yeah. parties. It's all about money. They are like, oh, well, we're going to go on vacation. Well, I mean, like you, like what you just said makes sense though, right? So like all of your solutions though are sound pretty fucking socialist to me, right? So mm-hmm. like, s- say like the idea of like, Basically, what you're saying, two thousand dollars a month, a UBI. I have a way to fucking sell that to people, Andrew Yang. That's Social Security for all, right? Yeah. And and if and if they were to do that, there's little to no reason that people would be like, oh fuck, you mean like we can have like we are the richest country in the world, like we can yeah. do this shit? Oh, you know, like and you can't let Americans get it too good because if you let them get it too good, then like you know, right. give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Exactly, exactly, and it's fucked up because. And that's why I get so mad about like liberals and stuff. And we'll talk about that obviously later. You know what liberals? They're great. What are you talking? Well, no, no like <laughs> no, when no, no, they, no. they're ready to riot when uh, an eighty-seven-year-old woman that had cancer twice passes away. Okay, and I'm not saying that that isn't sad. Whatever. I mean, it's very. It's always sad with <laughs> grief and loss. But like, whatever. you're ready to riot for that. You're not ready to riot to try and keep people in their homes to try and keep people fed to try and keep people like not to not get infected. And like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the most frustrating thing about this whole fucking Amy Cummy Barrett thing is like, okay, the lot, like I think people on Chapo have basically said it the best, like the line has been breached. There is no going the fuck back. Like there is Mm -hmm. a six, three super majority Supreme court. Any progressive change that you want can just simply be overturned by our supreme overlords you know like yeah. that's it's it's it like uh oh better care for all gets passed well that's just gonna go to the supreme court and they're gonna be like shit's unconstitutional sorry by the way we're here for like the next 40 fucking years so suck my dick right mm-hmm. it's gonna be a whole fight and the thing is is that it, it all co- also to like the court system and i'm sure like you definitely should have like a law student on her that'll explain to you how archaic that entire system is and how what they do to defense attorneys. And this shit is going to be in court for years. Like we are fucked and we've been fucked. Like, and, and the thing is, is, is that where did it start? You can't yeah. just blame it all on the Republicans. Yeah. They, they play a huge part. They play a huge part, but where, you know, you, you couldn't, you couldn't work with anyone and it just sucks because I think like Democrats just don't know how to like frame things like, cause like, you know, you say like, they, oh, know how to, they just don't want to, uh, you're right. You're right. Like yeah. they don't, they don't know how to win or like they don't, 
make decisions to win. Cause like all you, cause like the, the big pushback is, Oh, what? You're just going to give away money. And it's like, no, we are literally paying people so that they don't fucking leave their house. And then the yeah. fucking disease can end. Like, yeah, that your job it. is to, your job yeah. is to stop spreading the fucking pandemic. And like, yeah, people don't like being stuck in their house, but if it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm getting paid two grand every month to just watch Netflix. Like, fuck it. Just do that. Who right. fucking cares? Yeah. Right. I mean, and the thing is, is it's, it's just, this shouldn't even be a fucking bipartisan thing. It should be a political. People are dying. People are, the people are dying. I mean, and, and you could have dealt with this with, I can't wait months. to go. I can't wait to uh, go report on some of this on, on the election. Like just seeing people standing in all these gigantic lines, like six months into the fucking pandemic, yeah. like still haven't done anything. <laughs> Two, I mean, it's uh, Tuesday's gonna be a fucking mess, but I, yeah, I mean, tomorrow when this comes out, it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be real fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, wearing an American flag leather jacket and lighting myself on fire. Um, you know, there's you know, we're talking a lot about what's burning down in the United States, but you know, we're not the only country just because we're the best country. Uh, there's a lot of things happening in other places around the world. And I want to talk about a few of them in this, uh, segment, which is probably going to be a recurring segment. Um, it's called my world's on fire. How about yours? (laughs) So the shit is popping off in a lot of different places right now. Like I was just like trying to figure out, uh, all the places on earth that are like protesting right now. And, uh, I gave up cause there's just so many, but like, you got Nigeria's doing the protest against SARS. They're like yep. special police or whatever. Like Poland is having these fucking, they just passed like what an anti-abortion An anti-abortion laws, laws and people, yeah, they're going wild over the, there. The fucking, the views of Warsaw. There's like fucking, you can't even see streets. It's just people. Yeah. Uh, who else is popping off? Belarus. Yes. Lukashenko Ooh. just stole the election and uh, they're, not letting it. Ha- they actually rioted when RBG died. Is basically what happened. All the, the people say like, "Oh, if Trump steals this election, we got to get out in the street." They're not doing anything, right? You're not, <laughs> and and that's the that's the scary part is that like they won't do anything, and they're gonna let it. But people in other countries will mm-hmm. like they don't fuck around. That's why I always respected France because in France, dude, they kill a black person. The police kill anyone. They'll riot for like three fucking days. Like they, because the government is scared of them. Right. You know what I mean? They're not scared of their government. And that's really how it should be. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be afraid of your government. The government should be afraid of you. You're the people. They did Um, like what? Like a general strike because the government tried to raise fuel taxes like 10 cents or something. They shut the country down. Yeah. Like, I mean. Historically, that's kind of like how most strikes and most like giant protests start is Mm -hmm. almost with like some sort of small looking like political reform. And then people are like, oh, fuck you. Like, you know, almost like it's always like a straw that broke the camel's back situation. Right. 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 Like the homestead strike in uh, Pittsburgh, dude. Um, You guys are having the uh, amazing political feud right now. Like you guys are fucking ground zero. Every other every other house has either a Biden or a Trump sign. It's so fucking wild, dude. Yeah, I (laughs) I I didn't drop my ballot off yet, and it's too fucking late to put in the mailbox. So now I have to go down to the goddamn county voting tomorrow. The only kind of vote shaming that I support is people that got a mail in ballot and haven't sent it in yet, but still want to vote. It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Well, listen. Okay, it could either be that or. I mean, I, I've just, 
I have such a hard time doing this, man. It is rough, but oh. um, there are, there are some bright spots uh, that in protest movements happening in different places. Um, and one of them is, I think, in Chile. Is that right, uh, Carlos? I asked you to look into this a little bit for me, which is code for I didn't. I'm too stupid to Google stuff myself. Uh, what, what's going on in Chile? Yeah, so uh, Chile is actually pretty interesting. Uh, and first off, let me explain to you my credentials on uh, why you should listen to me in Chile. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Thirty-five I minutes just... into the pod, let me, by the way, tell <laughs> you that I have a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, not that I do any foreign policy reporting, but that is what I went to school for, um, and I will hopefully soon be going to graduate school. I like. Nice. Uh, I'm pretty interested in um, foreign policy, specifically in Latin America, um, and kind of what's going on now. So Chile is uh, is is probably the most interesting country when it kind of comes for why they're fixing, like why they've been uh, doing Protesting all of their protests. Chile. Yeah. Yeah, and so that kind of starts because they're the perfect example of a country that kind of went through neoliberalism reforms. Oh yeah, uh, baby. Back, <laughs> back under yeah, back under Nixon and Kissinger, uh, Chile uh, democratically elected Salvador Allende um, in 1973 or 70, 72, and in 9/11 of 73, the the real September 11th, uh, the United States participated in a coup and overthrew their uh, their country. Uh, after they were trying to nationalize the copper industry, and that's so, uh, yeah. that's when they installed Pinochet, right? Yeah, correct. And so that's when they installed Pinochet, and basically any kind of like neoliberalism, um, Naomi Klein shock doctrine, like kind of reform that you want to think about, right? Like the whole liberalize, stabilize, and uh, establish like Washington consensus policies. Chile really was ground zero for all of these policies. Um, and so they've just politically and economically taken a beating for the past 50 years. Uh, and not only have they been taking a beating, but this is a country that has like very rich historical cultural roots and in, in socialism, right? Mm -hmm. So these are, these are actual Marxists. These are actual communists. These are actual Leninist, you know, um, this is not Bernie Sanders, right. uh, democratic cool, socialist, like yeah, cool this is, people that we strive to be. Yeah. This is, this, this is like seize the means of production, Fidel Castro, communist, uh, style, style Fuck people. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so basically that's why you kind of see Chile. They, they just have massive sustained pressure against their government. These recent, um, protests are actually kind of what we were just talking about. They're a culmination of, uh, multiple things like raises in taxes as far as um, a lot of like austerity measures have been taken place. Um, I, th I think what like if you read the Wikipedia page, um, they'll probably credit like uh, bus and transit prices being raised mm -hmm. a little bit as, as like, like the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and basically Chile just doesn't give a fuck uh, anymore. And and they've just been in the streets. And now at this point for probably going on like 18 months. So Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're cool. If Americans should be more like Chileans, if that were the case, then like the world would probably be a much more peaceful place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they've like recently gotten a victory where they're going to like rewrite the constitution or something. Yes. Um, so that's basically like, uh, kind of like a, a draft oversimplification of it because there's still hey, a this lot is the of least like, informed podcast. <laughs> right, we don't know shit. <laughs> Sure. So, um, but 
yeah, there'll there'll be some victories. I wouldn't necessarily put a whole lot of faith into like, oh my god, they're gonna get to break off and do what they want. There's so much um, aggression. Um, there's so much pressure around them. I mean, the U.S. is constantly trying to overthrow one of their neighbors, Venezuela. Uh, you know, right next door to them, they have which uh, we a will when Biden wins. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, um, I'm have, shocked basically. Trump hasn't invaded Venezuela. Like, uh, that's like one of the most surprising things about him is that he hasn't really done much Concerning, to Venezuela. Yeah, like, yeah. But he hasn't he been to. as hawkish. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah I, I agree. Um, but, you know, then you have Bolsonaro, a strong man over in Brazil to the right of them. Uh, I believe Colombia, you know, right to the north of them. Uh, hey, just because is, he's gotten COVID 12 times doesn't mean he's strong. <laughs> yeah, he, that man, dude, is, can survive. I don't know. Yeah. He is looking... More and more <laughs> dead. Talk about somebody that might be dead. That's a, like, that is yeah. a tough dude. Yeah, and then and also you have uh you know recently uh, Bolivia actually had a had a pretty pretty big win, but mm-hmm. prior to but prior to that they had their own puppet installed there. That lady Janine Añez, and then Colombia is like the third largest arms recipient of uh, of of U.S. foreign aid. Um, they love so, our arms, folks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, so to think that like Chile's constitution is probably going to be as successful as we would all want it to be is, you know, a little mute. But yeah, they're making strides. It, it, they're they're fighting to take shit back. At least we're fucking fighting right. to be able to go back to yeah. brunch. Yeah, or yeah. you know, to fucking RBG or whatever. Which but if you so- see all. All of those problems that I just kind of laid out for you, like I said, if Americans were to start protesting, right, the way that Chileans are protesting, all of those other problems I just mentioned probably would go the fuck away. Yeah, yeah. And also, those were, um, correct me if I'm wrong, like, um, they they uh, burned stuff and, you know, did a little bit of violence. and the, uh, the, Yeah. And the protests uh, uh, worked. Yeah, so, and not uh, nearly as I mean, <laughs> and it wasn't nearly as much. You know, it's always it's always the authority, the you know, the people that are in charge that mm-hmm. have the most violent. That's always the most violent reaction comes from the police and from the military. So, oh, you yeah, know, I burning the burning I mean, a couple of buildings isn't isn't shooting people in the head with M4s. Yeah, I uh, you know, the thing that I always try to explain to people about protests, it, what the community is doing, like a protest, is just a resp- it's a stress response to the trauma that the the people that are in charge are doing to the people, right? Mm-hmm. So like that is a stress response. You know, a protest is a stress response. Like, what do you expect from the, you know what I mean? If you keep yeah, you know, oppressing the people, they're going to fight back, and it's that's why I think what's so frustrating about America, you know, is that okay. Like they continue to oppress us over and over and over again, and you just continue to tell us to vote. Yeah, and I think Howard Zinn, uh, you know, probably the my my personal favorite historian, puts it in the most brilliant way, which is you just have to keep just enough people, just not miserable enough that the system kind of works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, like yeah. as long as people can still afford iPhones and Facebook is free, like you're pretty much. You're not gonna, like, <laughs> Yeah, as long as I Netflix mean, doesn't cut off service to people's houses, sure. they're not going to get it. Like the, the people were talking about, like, oh, if this election gets stolen, we have to be out in the streets. Like, dude, the PlayStation Five's coming out. You're not doing anything. Shut up. Mm, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, because yeah. that's the thing is that, and then they think that going out in the streets is like just destroying. Like they don't understand why people are hitting up places like Walmart and stuff like that. They, yeah, because fuck the Walton family. Exactly, exactly. <sighs> and I had said something about like. 
I don't know. I said something about them like LARPing, like, you know. <laughs> and uh, I said, I was like, when you're ready to like fucking tag a government building with spray paint or whatever, like hit me up. Like, is that really going to do anything? No. But the reason that like I said that is because like they don't go after who they should go after. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they and again, it's for them to we're going to fight just a little bit to be comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't go into that Walmart. Don't you know what I mean? Because if we're we not going to do anything about the police, but we will cancel Paw Patrol. Like right. <laughs> right. Right. It's all for their comfort level. Well, we mm -hmm. don't want I don't want to see, you know, my target like boss. I understand. But but you're no, you don't get it because you continue to support you know, the oppressors. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, I don't know much. I know some things about like Latin American politics, um, more about like the peace movements and stuff like that. A lot of like the movements that came from like that religious left or whatever. Sure. But um, like with the Chileans, like how, what do you think is like the most important thing that people learn from, from this, like from your reporting and, and all that, because I think it is extremely important. So I think that the the biggest thing that you can take from the people of Chile, right, is that uh, there's so so when you look at Amer the American left, right, and this is really prevalent on Twitter, but this is probably just because it's like you know fanboys and and, and people are hyper focused on it and on mm -hmm. this kind of thing. Yeah, and stoners like me. Hashtag yeah. girls. Yeah, but basically, like, you have to understand, like, who is your enemy, right? And mm -hmm. they they experienced the Pinochet era, and that shit was real, you know? That's not like, oh, Donald – and not to say that there isn't trauma that goes on through this country. Like, certainly, like, black males have a lot of trauma in this country, right? Yeah, just but, in, black people in general, right? yeah. Yeah, but it, in Chile, it's 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 a little different because of the the routine tortures and the military dictatorship, right? Like that's that's on a different type of level. Um, so not to discredit, right? It's a different type of trauma. It's not. It's a like different a type level, of trauma, right? It's a different exactly. type of trauma. So, and, like to like boil it down to its simplest point, like the main enemy of Americans is kind of just like capitalism. It's like everything well, the, kind of feeds into that, or like you know, just like the power structure or whatever. But the thing is, it's not as easily identifiable to everyone. Like when it's a military dictatorship, you know who your enemy is. Yeah. But whenever it's this like exactly. complex system of like all these mm -hmm. different things that like squeeze you to death, it's like way, it's way easier to be like, ah, no, it's Mexicans that are doing this, guys. And then yeah, you're like, okay, exactly. cool, fascism. There it yeah, is. Yeah. And when you have a military dictatorship, it's kind of like, you know, Fuck, fuck those guys, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, and so, I think the biggest takeaway that Americans can kind of take from Chileans is that anytime that there is some form of authority, right, and that that authority has to test its like has to prove its legitimacy, and that if, if that legitimacy cannot be proven or cannot be met, then it needs to be dismantled. And the way that you dismantled things typically in the Chilean uh, tradition is incredibly peacefully, right? Like, sure, there's some property damage, right? But that's not the same thing as like violent overthrow. You have to think that they have the, their their socialist roots in Salvador Allende, mm -hmm. who came together through the vote. Um, now he also got over fucking thrown, right, uh, <laughs> and, and shot himself in the head in the middle of a coup. Um, and Fidel Castro lived to be like nine thousand years old because he armed his workers. Uh, but putting that aside, I would think that sustained pressure, right, sustained pressure. Uh, against any any mechanism that you think is is oppressing you. So 
if you have a so job, we have to right? keep looting the WalMarts. <laughs> which I'm cool. Which I'm cool. Yeah, with. but I no no. You stay. You stay in the public square. You stay in the public space. Mm-hmm. So when when they bring down a statue of Christopher Columbus, that's cool. But that's not the fucking reforms that we asked for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and 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 until those demands are met, you don't move. And that's what Chileans have been doing now for, like I said, about a year and a half. Yeah, and I think that we. I think that we have to do that. And I think that honestly, everybody can play a role in in some way i think that a lot of people and you see this on like twitter every like a lot of people will judge others on mm-hmm. well were you at this protest were you at that protest were you there when da, 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 da? Yeah. listen man everybody has their role in this movement i think yeah. you know what i mean and i think that like that sustained pressure you have to find a way to like do it you know exactly yeah so i i actually grew up in charleston south carolina and i'm currently in in denver colorado and so like charleston has like the emmanuel nine like the the dylan roof killings yes and then like over here in denver there was uh, elijah mcclain right yeah and so like both of those things need sustained pressure but like clearly i can't be at both of those right you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so like we're kind of all in this together as cliche as that's getting getting becoming these days Well, no i mean it's true because you also have to think like people have certain skills that others don't have right so like we always you know andrew says that he's a fucking idiot i don't think he's a fucking idiot in everything you said that you said that (laughs) this was like the show because you're the self-proclaimed idiot or whatever Mm -hmm. but i mean i think that everybody like you know i think that you knowing like all of this foreign policy and being able to like teach others about these movements is, is a part of this movement. Right. I think everybody plays a role. You know, I am done. I know like six subjects and one of them (laughs) I think is like being able to like look at these issues and like criminal justice reform, juvenile justice, whatever. I, you know, that's my part. I think that everybody plays a role. And I think that we, I think that Chileans, are showing, you know, that that's sustained, like you're saying, that's sustained pressure. I mean, look, a year and a half into into this, and they're getting to rewrite their constitution. Mm-hmm. Think right. about what, what what that would mean in America if people pro if if we were able to get that kind of protest for a year and a half in D.C. and L.A. and New York and Boston and Philly, right? To get that kind of sustained pressure for a year and a half, and they were like, "All right, fine, fuck it, you guys make your own new constitution." And we probably wouldn't be using some shit that was written 250 years ago by some dudes who shit in outhouses and had fake teeth. See, the only thing, and I actually, I have to issue a correction from episode zero, which, you know, issuing corrections on episode one, probably not the best move, but um, I said that I am a nihilist on the preview episode. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't say, I thought you said you were an idiot. Well, oh, I'm definitely an idiot, but I also said that I'm a nihilist, and I think it is more that I'm just a pessimist, like... I, mm. I don't think that there's no point, but I also think that it's futile. You know what I mean? Like, And what worries me is that I think that you're definitely right for any kind of protest movement to be successful. It needs to be sustained. But I think that the way that the American system works, we can't do a sustained protest because everybody's health care is tied to employment and it can be easily taken away if you lose employment. And then also everybody is completely wrapped up in debt, be it like credit card or student loan debt, Mm -hmm. like where people cannot do something where they can't, where they can just like not go to work. And sure. I I definitely understand that. And and so that just means that some people are going to have to be more brave than others. Mm -hmm. um, As far as 
now it's just that that really just to me sounds like an excuse for coordination right now things have to be more coordinated right. so sure you're gonna you're gonna kick everybody out of their house but are you gonna kick everybody out in the month of you know may like yeah. is everybody is everybody going at the same time is everybody's cars getting repoed in the same month like at that point the system comes to a to a collapse and demands have to be met well, I think it's just because most people, and and also the the other thing about America is that like the cult of individualism, where everybody's, you know, oh, every yeah. man for himself. That like people are jacking off to Iron so hard. Shit. It's so hard to mm-hmm. get that kind of uh, coordination with like. I mean, there's a lot of people that'll do it that are on Twitter, but like, there's only like 11 percent of the populations on Twitter. Like, you're not going to get the majority of people who just like work jobs and are like in over their head on their house payments to like okay yeah no i will give this up because like they don't even know yeah. it's you, a completely yeah. different circle like but you, you have to kind of go ahead oh, i was just saying like you can't even get the liberals to get uncomfortable enough to have a real conversation about like racism yeah you know to expect them to you know what i mean because here's the thing there are a lot of people that are in that would be able that are able to like help others right like that are able to do like mutual aid and shit like that but like it's so hard to, you know, like you said, with the individualism, it's so hard to get people to, like, think about others, too, because people that would be able to help, they just kind of sit there, you know, or yeah. you're not going to get everybody to, you know, agree to a general strike. Personally, I think that's the only way that we that we can go. I think that, look, like, this is going to get way worse before it gets better, and I think that people are going to have to, if they really want to see this change, you know, you're going to have to accept the fact that it's going to get real uncomfortable for a second, real uncomfortable. I mean, listen, I don't, I don't necessarily share our culture's unhealthy fascination with hope either. I, I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, uh, that this shit is going to get better. Right. Like I agree with the first half of your statement. Right. Uh, I think it's going to get worse. Um, I just recently <laughs> read. Have you ever read the parable of the sower? No, who's no. that? Oh, I forget the woman's name. Oh, Octavia Spencer Butler. One of those two. One of those two is an actor, and the other is the author that wrote this book. Octavia something. Okay. Anyways, the book is like uh, it's not a post-apocalyptic. It's like a mid-apocalyptic, where like as everything is falling apart and it's like just like a societal collapse not like an asteroid or something but like you just like live with this character in real time as the entire fucking world falls apart around her and it is horrifying yeah (laughs) yeah yeah they like live in a walled community in this like former suburb and like everything outside of the wall is like real fucked up and there's like drug drugged out people all over what's, and what's then like re- the walls like you know it only lasts for so long and then like oh well we gotta fucking go try and find somewhere else to live now and uh it's a fucking gnarly book it was written in like the 90s mm-hmm. um and it's like oh this is this feels too real right now <laughs> like yeah yeah that's exactly it it's like it's one of those fiction books that is like this isn't actually very far from fiction like that yeah, yeah that they, character's life is just You've described nothing that I don't see as perfectly possible. Yeah, exactly. When people say like, oh, we're going towards 1984, we're going to. No, we're living in 1984. Mm -hmm. We're living in Brave New World like at this point. And and look, we've let people get drugged up. You know what I mean? Over the years, like we're we've like they've been preparing the dumbing down of the people so they can do whatever. And I mean, look, I guess maybe I have this like, like some optimism because I don't know. 
like here's here's my thing, right? So like we were just to kind of bring this back to to RBG, right? And the sustained pressure, okay? Is she this this woman just gets voted in, and people are telling me like, oh, you have to vote now because even though like like we said the line's been breached, <laughs> you have to be you have to fucking vote, right? Because like think about the children, like I'm a I'm a 28 year old man, and the first people that ever gave me health insurance in my life was the U.S. military. I did not have health insurance from the age of zero until Uncle Sam said, hey, dude, you can go see a fucking army doctor now. <laughs> so, like, to tell me that you give a fuck about kids, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. what is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they don't give a fuck. Dude. It's like, oh, we got to protect abortion. No, no, no. That's just gone already. Like, that. that <laughs> like, sorry. I mean, I'll be out in the streets. You'll be at brunch. But that shit is gone already. Like, there's nothing that voting is doing to stop that Supreme Court decision at this point. Listen, like, and you know what? I'm I'm thinking about changing it. I know we've already agreed that we're canceling this podcast. So I'm thinking about changing it. <laughs> Okay. I don't think I don't think that I'm pro-choice anymore. I think I'm pro-life. And here's here's my my argument to, uh, for abortion or is is that I just I want to get abort. I wish I would have been aborted. Yeah. Like this it would have been so much easier. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Like just let make that easier for me. Right, because now legalize you abortion. Like, Republicans, f- you're not getting any votes. Legalize abortion in the hundredth trimester. Yeah, uh, kill me now. <laughs> yeah. Kill me now. That's, that's basically what we're getting at. Can, um, who, who's going to give me suicide booths from Futurama? Dude, is what I'm asking for. And honestly, this Bender is kind of fucked up. Back. Oh, we, you know what? We, you guys find some friends that are more talented than I am to <laughs> do like a, to do like a, a hotline bling, but like a suicide hotline bling. <laughs> Like Jerry music video for me. Hotline bling. <laughs> so well, guys, while we're on the issue of hope, there is one last subject that we have to get to. And as I said, I mean, this last week was probably the worst week yet. But but so this next good. week will absolutely be the new the worst week yet. Yeah, because and of then, uh, and then you have to change the thing, podcast name. Little thing called yeah, it's gonna be like the the oh no the new worst week yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. um coming up the day after this podcast comes out, there's a little bit of an election happening. In one corner we've got Donald Trump, and in another corner we've got Joe Biden. And, Who? Uh, in case in case the listeners were unfamiliar with who's going to be, uh, you know, oh, and then there's another corner, and there's like uh, Howie. And then Joe Jorg, she's, you know, she doesn't believe in corners because it's, yeah. you know, like a, you know. She, and then you got that cool chick. She doesn't, Florida. you know, you have to have like a well-regulated system of measurement to make an accurate corner. And she's a libertarian. She doesn't want there to be any regulation. So yeah, there's, see, I mean, I it's didn't like. even pay attention to her. It's like a little rounded. It's sloppy, you know. Um, yeah, there's a fucking election <laughs> happening. It's it's tomorrow. This election is a it's, messy bitch. <laughs> This this election is a sloppy drunk person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hot mass Express. I have. Uh, have you seen the little like vote calculators? We can like like change the yeah. click on the states and make them change uh-huh. colors. There are at least four different ways that the election could end in an electoral tie. Like, do you understand? Just <laughs> yeah. just four times. No, there's four different. Like, if one state goes this way and the other state goes this, there's at least four different combinations where it ends two sixty nine to two sixty nine. Dude, that is what and, we deserve. This is what has to one, happen. Sixty-nine. Yeah. And, and Uncle Donnie's been been fucking tweeting about like we got to know the night of the election, which oh, is like a God. Gift. Like, <laughs> and now that there's a six-three, like you know, now we got ABC on the goddamn, you know, like okay, A-C- we're gonna A-C-A-B. probably we're gonna. 
whatever. <laughs> we have, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna probably have another two thousand right wing coup. Like this is about to be George Bush beating Al Gore again. Yeah, like yeah. I've tried to tell people this, and every every fucking shit lib person that I know is like, I mean, they can't do that, and I'm like, they are going to fucking. They've done it before. Yeah. That's all. Oh, they yeah, were- dude. That's the thing is that's why I really. Because one, it, we're, it's not going to be decided at all yeah. Tuesday, and people are getting wild, dude. People are getting yeah. wild. All I gotta say is, if there's any like Proud Boys or anything like doing this podcast, I'm dropping off my ballot. And yeah, I'm fucking voting for that idiot because my mom. <laughs> You're voting for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing you in, dude. Uh, but here's the thing: if anybody fucks with me, dude, I will fuck you up. I'm just saying this county building. Bring because they like, are, dude. That is some wild shit. Is these, like these Trump people are like just too emboldened. Like, did you see that they fucking surrounded the Biden and Harris like tour bus yeah. thing in Texas? Yeah, uh-huh. like, the tour bus crashed was so... into a car that was following along with them, like on purpose. Like these people are but ready to fight, kill right. us, and they like, won't fight back. And that's what pissed me off about the Democrats. Somebody wrote, like, I wrote something on Twitter. About that, I wrote the LARPing comment, and some dude was like, Listen, I don't know what you think, but I'm a Democrat and I'll be standing right next to you guys. No, you'll be there for like two seconds, and then when shit pops off and people are out there getting arrested and shit, you'll bounce. You'll let, you'll leave everybody else to like get charges and shit. Like, yeah, and that's the thing is like, if you're, don't say that you're gonna do something and then not do it. They should have fucking fought back. They should have fucking fought back. Honestly, it's I mean, not like, even that people are going to get charges. The people are going to get fucking killed. Yeah. Like, yep. It's going to be a cool time, that. guys. I don't know. We got a little dog barking. Everything's fine. Everything's fine, dude. <laughs> uh, somebody probably just dropped something off at my door or whatever. Yeah. But but yeah, dude, I don't know. It's fucking... I, I have like really no hope. I feel like shit's going to pop off in a lot of places. I just, I don't know. I don't know what the liberals think. Even if Biden does win and Trump concedes, right? Trump says, ah, fuck it. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. what is... Okay, now be- we have Biden. Right, we have Biden. So what is going to change? What's the next step? Yeah, what, like, we like, have, we just, instead of having to deal with fascism right now, we just have to wait four more years for fascism. Like, oh, like well, define we, because the rest of the world will not have to wait enough, for the fascism. Um. But no, like absolutely, the best case scenario is that like okay, Biden become gets elected and like okay, maybe sixty year olds can go to the fucking doctor, you know, yeah. like they expand Medicare, fifty five year olds can go, right? Um, still, still fuck millennials. Uh, uh, and millennials can may- just get a fourth job. It's fine. Yeah, they, they, yeah, easy, yeah, easy, easy enough. And then, uh, you know, you might see like an attempt or like a hey, we tried to send out checks. Uh, and but the honestly, Republicans like the be- stopped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can uh, just see it- Nancy Pelosi now saying, "We tried, you guys. Like, right. We tried. Yeah. We tried. I can, I can see do. that. <laughs> I can honestly see like there being a slight benefit towards the COVID response. Like they yes. might try and institute I some think, sort of. I think that's like the reason that I'm like I. That's like, the I'm only vote for sliver Biden of because, hope like, that I have. Yeah. I'm a fucking live performer. Like, I need this shit to be fucking over with. And we already know Trump isn't fucking concerned with trying to stop it. No. And, like, I don't think Joe Biden's going to do a good job, but I think he would at least be concerned with it. You at know? least like, I'll, be, I'll get to be able to go back to Titletown. On, well, on if you don't support... Every, yeah. 
Yeah, if you don't support Medicare for all, then you aren't really about trying to stop this pandemic. Right. I mean, it's right. really as simple as that. Right. I think that they'll stop the pandemic just enough so people, the economy, will try to, yeah. I guess, balance back out. I think that's all the all they're going to do. But at the end of the day, I don't think anything's going to change. I have no hope. They well, still want to arrest me as a leftist. Well, so. what what Trump did in response to the pandemic is like actually like from his perspective, really smart, because as soon as it started popping off, he said, I'm going to leave it up to the governors. And I think like we're one of the only countries that doesn't have a national plan, really. Like, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I right, don't know that happening. Always leave but it like, up the to thing the states. Is, the thing is, is that he knew that like whatever happened like nothing good was going to happen. He knew that like right at the beginning that this shit was going to be really bad <laughs> and like that there was probably nothing he could do to stop it. So he put it on the state so that he wouldn't have to take any of the blame. So now if Joe Biden gets in there and even tries like this, this fucking cat is already so far out of the bag that like almost nothing short of a nationwide vaccine is going to work. And we're not even going to do a nationwide vaccine because people are scared of vaccines because our, we have an evil country. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's Dude. like, it's we it's, are from his plague. perspective it is the smartest fucking move is to just like not put yourself in a position where you have to take the blame for it uh and it i mean it fucked us real bad <laughs> right yeah it's a cool, it's a cool time I, mean, I enjoy like, it dude like i like living here literally and honestly the only reason that biden will win if he does is because mm-hmm. of covid oh yeah it's because mm-hmm. of covid because other than that dude we would be completely fucked. The Democrats did nothing to reach out to anyone except the last few days. They've sent all. I've gotten a text message from all of these people. Like every I have single four thousand and seven hundred text messages that have come right. in from unknown numbers. It's ridiculous. That's, they rush dude. at this the last moment. At the last moment, they did nothing. Absolutely nothing to get the fucking vote, and that's what pisses me off. At the end of the day, they did nothing to get the vote. Also, the I was that uh, he will win is because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I was down in Florida a couple weeks ago because, again, I am I deserve COVID. Uh, if I get COVID because of you, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna be so fucking jacked. It's cool. I'm wearing a condom right now. Don't worry. All uh, right, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, so I went down to Florida and it was in it was so much um th- I was like in a thrift store and the radio was on and like the entire commercial break was just back to back to back to back Trump and Biden ads like mm. one after the other and I was like, "Oh, this is really intense." Um I don't listen to the radio here, but I don't think it's as much. What's what's it like in Colorado? What kind of what kind uh, of- I live I live uh actually just north of Denver, um mm-hmm. kind of tucked away between Boulder Colorado, which is where I went to school at, at Colorado or University of Colorado in Boulder and, uh, and Denver. And it is firmly blue. Right. So I think like in 2016, it was like an 80, 20 split between Trump oh, wow. and and Hillary, like on Hillary's side. Um, so nobody here is like really sick. Like there's a few people that like, kind of like the Jesus dudes that stand on the corner with their mm-hmm. like gigantic, weird looking fish thing. And like the cross and they're like, yo, like, God is real that there's like there's people like that. But with Trump, uh, Trump is real. Trump Uh, is real. (laughs) And uh, and that's basically it. But like, no, nobody's really putting a lot of pressure into Um, not everybody. Everybody's voting Biden here. It's it's just an inevitability. I think Pennsylvania might stay red because people fucking love Trump here, dude. And like the thing is, is that outer suburbs. can I give you guys a juicy exclusive? Yeah. yeah. Whoa, dude. Fuck yeah. 
Yeah. You hear All it right. first, people hear. Yeah. So um, my mother, right? She is in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and virtually that entire state has gotten fucking ravaged with COVID, like yeah. absolutely ravaged with COVID. And it's looking to be a higher, like, I think vote outcome than it was in 20 in 2016 for Trump. So, uh, anyway, the reason, the reason I bring my mother up from this is she is one of those people that had gotten that, that I believe has gotten COVID voted for Trump in 2016 and will vote for Trump in 2020. So there is like this firm 30% block of this country that is just not fucking moving. And right. what I'm oh, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. and what I'm concerned about is like, okay, Trump loses and he just goes away. Where does, where does that energy go? Yeah. Because like, that's um like authoritarian writing people. And that's, yeah. they, they need a daddy to tell them what to do. And so like, I don't know, Alex right. Jones, maybe he comes. And that, was the, and that was the difference between ben the Shapiro. fucking left. You know what I mean? With, Here's the thing with Sanders, you needed an ar- you need an army to defeat Trump, right? Take COVID out of this, right? Even you, with honestly, you just need to make a case to poor white people, right? Which Sanders, <laughs> which Sanders could have fucking done? Which that's, Sanders yeah. could have done? That's why I'm worried about Pensil- uh, Pennsylvania, especially in Western PA, like out just outside of Pittsburgh, they did not and all the way to case. Philadelphia. It's Democrats, just poor white people, right? And they mm. love Trump, and because. Biden isn't going to help them at all. He's not going to do shit for them. Nope. Their life will not get better over the nope. next four years, period. No. And Sanders could have fucking flipped that. Like, he could have flipped that. We fucking said to them, you have to do this voting shit. You have to get out the fucking vote early. And look, Sanders' campaign, I'm not letting them get off the hook because they fucked that shit up when it came to early voting. They should have fucking been out they should they should have there there's like a lot of shit that they should have done right that but here's the thing it it doesn't matter but the democrats did not do a damn thing to get out the vote i i, I you can they just there's no so, case to make to the to none. poor white people like there's if somebody's like oh i'm voting for trump or if they're like oh, i'm not gonna vote like what can you say like do it just because like some people that you don't know might like might improve your life is just gonna suck still but like it's just i don't understand how they think they can win by like getting a like what how many republic how many people that are republicans do you think are gonna actually vote for joe biden like across the country what Two thousand people, five thousand people. Uh, I don't know. They it's might such get such a bad strategy. It, it was a terrible strategy in two thousand sixteen. It's a terrible strategy now, and we've told them that. But they don't give a shit what we say. They do not care, and that's why. Look, I, yeah, I, you know, everybody loves AOC, and I, yeah, I like AOC a lot. I think that when she started out, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. You know, but at the end of the day, now I don't think that there's any reforming of that party. I don't think that they want anything to do with anyone that was uh-huh. quote unquote progressive in 2016. They want nothing yeah. to do with us. So what do we do with that energy? Do we really, everyone's like, well, no, you have these, you know, you have people like, Jab- and, and look, I respect all these people. I respect Jabari Brisbane. And I respect people that are still trying to fight within the democratic system, but there, I don't get it. I, I don't think that there's, there is any way to, fight this party without i think that there needs to be a movement outside of the democratic party i think that there's no reforming them people are like right. we just gotta fight 
yes, we do. But yeah, no, I, I kind of tend to agree with um, Chris Hedges and in, in, in that respect, which is basically I didn't really trust Sanders at all in the 2020 candidacy period. Right. And that's because I believe Sanders moment was actually at the Democratic convention um, in 2016 when I, I think that they should have just walked out, you know, when when his half of his campaign and half of his delegates just simply walked out of, of yeah. the Wells Fargo convention. Sanders should have left with them. He should have said, we're going to form a third party because here goes about 50 percent of the Democratic base and you will always lose forever and ever and ever uh, unless you listen to what we have to say. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what um. Uh, Brianna Joy Gray talks about a lot is that like the way that you can change the Democratic Party is to threaten them that they will not win. Like if Uh she she has this idea, she always brings up that if you could get like 20,000 people in a couple swing states to say commit to not voting for any Democrats unless they give something like if you do that in uh, Michigan, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania or something, Uh 20,000 votes that will absolutely be withheld like that's how you can put pressure on the Democratic Party. You don't get there by like get like going in and joining the party and being like, guys, listen to me. You should do it this way. Like, right. There is, yeah. no, there is no like even like the whole um, trying to do trying to work with them. Right. Bernie's like, OK, they're going to totally work with us this time. They didn't work with us in 2016. We've got the most the, progressive unity, platform now. Right, that, Joe the Biden platform wipe his ass in 2016 <laughs> was better and it was better than the one in 2020 and here's the thing the 2016 one was a complete shit show a complete shit show but they still but we still had more leverage in 2016 than now uh, we're in 2020 bernie fell he just fell on the uh, and I it don't, sucks i don't think you know what you're talking about because i remember getting a bunch of fucking sweet ass committees that went real fucking far this time <laughs> oh yeah so. totally but like that's the thing is like at the same I time, <laughs> I think Bernie needed to fall because they would have done did something to him. I oh, think yeah. they, they would have done something to him. Like my friend kept telling me in September, she's like, dude, I love you. She's like, and I love Bernie and I'll totally vote for him. She's like, but they're going to try to kill him, Maria. And I was like, no way, no. And now I think about it. Yeah, they would have fucking killed him. They would have killed him. Like, and somebody would have done it. I'm not I would have like, loved I would have loved to have seen the actions of the CIA under a Sanders administration. That would have been so yeah. telling of how the system works. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing is that they would have he would have been done regardless of if he would have won or not. They would have mm-hmm. like imagine a imagine a Tulsi Gabbard presidency, right? Like oh, do God. all the CIA like do all the CIA black sites go because like her foreign policy, right? Like um, all CIA black sites go down because if they all do, then like. Oh shit! The president really does have the power to control this. But if they don't all go back down, it's like, how the fuck powerful are those positions that are, you know, you know, continuous? I don't, I don't really like Tulsi Gabbard. And I, like, don't like I don't her. like. I, I don't necessarily like Tulsi Gabbard either. But I think that when it comes to foreign policy, she had the most different foreign okay. policy. Yeah, her foreign than, policy. Than everybody else. Right, but then she also supported like a lot of other fucked up things sure like yeah and she was kind of like a a, a modi supporter right yeah so, like, she, and she grew up in a surf cult i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> like but some of her some of her i respect some of her foreign policy positions right but at the same time dude i don't think that they would have let let us gotten that far 
yeah, with exactly. Bernie. I think that they would have done something. But yeah, I still think if that... If you a, actually tried to come after the military-industrial complex, they would not let that happen, I don't think. Right, but that's no. why I don't <laughs> think that Biden... Like, there are people who are like, oh my God, but do you understand, like, if the Senate wins, Biden or Bernie's going to be part of the... He's going to be able to dictate where the money goes. You really think a Biden administration <laughs> is going to let Sanders do a fucking damn thing no. no they're not going to and i don't think we're gonna win the senate maybe bernie should challenge biden to a push-up contest i think bernie um, would win <laughs> i i do not he <laughs> I, bernie sanders kind of looks like his head is where his chest should be he should but i think bernie at this point should re- just retire and enjoy his money I he agree. deserves it he deserves it because i the think end he of- should retire and i think vermont should vote some shitty person in yeah, they should vote a Republican in, and I just think that we should just burn this bitch down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what else are we gonna fucking do? I think that the only way that the Democrats are gonna win, which is why I keep saying that it, the only way that shit will get better is if the Democratic Party fails, and it's fucked up. And that's why I said people are, have to get ready mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable. Yeah, because like, yeah. The, I want Donald Trump to lose, but also, Fuck yeah, Joe Biden winning is a bad thing because that like rewards the Democratic Party for doing all this fuck shit that they've been doing this whole fucking year. Yeah. The uh, only way that we're going to get real change is getting rid of them at some, uh, like there has to be a left revolt. I just, I actually don't care about anything other than what is going to be the best for your podcast. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. Whatever, whatever happens, as long as this podcast continues, it's fucking cool. I got really fucking high by the way. And I don't see any way, at least I don't see any way on fucking earth that next week is also not the worst week yet. So I think we're good at least for one more week. Well, guys, before we wrap up, I do actually, there was a, one bit of good news that came out this week. And like, this is just, I was so shocked by this. I was so happy to see it. And I didn't think I could get any, any news that would turn 2020 around for me, but it has happened. McDonald's announced that they are bringing back the McRib nationwide. Oh, shit. Uh, you know what? Until McDonald's brings back the fucking um, the Shamrock Sh- Shake, Shamrock. they should have that nationwide all they, the fucking time. Okay, first of all, I don't want a milkshake that tastes like toothpaste. Second of all, that uh, is the McRib is fucking that is that is a something to be celebrated, you guys. I thought 2020 was going to be a bad year. Now it's looking like it might be one of my favorite. PS fives and McRibs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is coming out in 2021 that we could? I mean. Uh, the apocalypse. But yeah, what, yeah could we, what else can we look forward to this month? I don't know. Like, it feels like they should have already run out of like TV shows and movies to come out because they haven't been able to like really produce at the rate they were doing. But just more shit keeps coming out. I'm like, oh, R. Kelly trial. Oh, R. Kelly trials next year. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, oh, to. that's gonna be good, dude. Mm. <laughs> I hope he dies in prison. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to let the listeners know that the not to give up yet because the McRib will be back. It comes out December 2nd, so all we have to do is not get killed by Trump supporters for another month. Yeah, just And we can have McRibs and everything will be fine. You guys will be out to brunch. We'll get some McRibs and we'll wear our pink pussy hats and we'll uh you know, keep on keeping on. Own the 
conservatives. Yes, queen. We will yes, queen. Um, well, thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of The Worst Week Yet. Thank you to my guests for joining me. Do you guys have anything to plug? Any You want people to find you anywhere? Look at you online? If you oh. need anybody to go and talk about like juvenile justice and how... Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are probably going to fuck it up in the way that Trump's fucked it up. And just, you know, a bunch of shit like that. I will come on your podcast. I have nothing to promote, though. Nothing. I, you uh, could follow me on Twitter if you want. It's I'd at Sandernista412. Yeah. I, I'd say 30% of my takes hit. And then <laughs> yeah, the they rest, hit. And then the rest of them, it's just like dumb shit about like flavor of love. And, you know. <laughs> I can confirm her tweets do slap, as the children are saying. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. My tweets are a bop. What about you, Carlos? You got yeah, anything you to doing? plug? Yeah. Uh, uh, later this month, I uh, currently, for, well, for the past couple of months, I've been reporting on um, Colorado prisons uh, and, and their COVID responses. And so if you Which guys want to go. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. So if you guys want to go over to carlosmonkis.squarespace.com, you can see uh, some articles that will be coming out this month. And I have bylines on oh, nice. the internet. Fuck so. yeah. That Thanks, is guys. an actual plug. Um, well, thank you yeah. both for joining me. Uh, tune in again next week for another episode of The Worst Week Yet. And uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, everything's fucked. We'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>